Broadcasting live through Luda the Beacon in the basement of the Stalwart Fortress, this is Wagdai Weekly, the show that covers everything about Wagdai, the interactive fantasy adventure that combines rich lore, role-playing mechanics, and a community of creators that bring the Forsaken Lands to life in an immersive gameplay experience where there's only one true constant, we are all going to die. I'm your host, Wolf, along with King and Josiah in the studio, and this is episode 14. How's it going? What's up? Good to be back after the uh, Thanksgiving holiday here in the States. Miss the Wagdai fam. Yo, uh, I'm good. Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, let's uh, get right into it. We have had some exciting things going on. Thank you. Thanks in a uh, big part to uh, Mosri D, which Mosri D, Mo, Mo, I, you know, I, I also realized that because I don't know if it's because of the D with the double E at the end, I, I keep throwing the double E in the front. <laughs> Anyways, to kick it off, um, there was two things going on. Uh, 10 Beasts, were revealed. I think we talked about that last week, so I don't need to go too heavy into the details there. Five of them were up for auction. Um, another two were available through LARPs. So to kick things off with the auction, um, there was a three-day auction, and uh, and actually, uh, awesome enough too, it was a fair spread. Uh, um, Brennan, Tally, Poof, Wormboy Genius, and a wallet I did not recognize. Was that ill? Uh, Debashi, or do we? Know uh, I think I think that's Castork, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong because um, it's not named, but I'm pretty sure that's Castork from the Etherorks community. Awesome, yeah, I definitely recognize the Etherorks um, in in their wallet, along with some other, you know wag, awesome wag die. Um, but yeah, that was an exciting auction. Uh, I, I too would be remiss not to mention that right off the bat, um, <laughs> Brennan made sure to kick it all up to 0.5 for everything. <laughs> And, uh, you know, make sure that people weren't starting uh, any lower than that. So that was pretty awesome. He locked so many people out of obtaining one with that move. Um, but I, I like how they're all unique owners. Everyone only has one at this point, right? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely, yeah, even with the, the other, the LARP and everything else that's going on. Um, yeah, it's we have, we have a nice even spread. Um, again, something that was revealed to us too was the only the genesis ones which we're not saying these are the only genesis we it was hinted there would probably be two to three dozen genesis and so far we've seen 10 um but only the genesis get a full body um which is that's if you you know receive that beast you bond with it um you will receive a full body wag die along with the the beast which is pretty awesome I'm really curious how that's going to work mechanically because obviously, um, you know, like the the token owners need a mechanic in order to decide like which of their wag die are going to get the full body treatment, and also to like couple that wag die with the, you know, uh, the beast itself so that it can't be like you know okay I'm bonded and now I sell my beast or whatever you know it needs there needs to be some you know, on-chain thing that happens to to unify the two. So I'm curious how that's going to work functionally um, later down the road. Well, I wonder if it's a burn. You know, Masriti mentioned, uh, made reference to the bonding ritual. 
not only was the bonding ritual mentioned, and for those who curious where these references or any information besides the Twitter is we've definitely, we've had the pleasure of Mazri, um, of her coming into the discord as well as some others we'll get into later. Um, but, uh, I, I, something else that I think was hinted was, you know, obviously we know that we're going to receive this full body version, but I think that I, I'm pretty sure that somebody said something along the lines of like PFP or something that may be implied that the full body version would be something we could possibly receive on chain. Um, well, that's the thing with the with the advent of the metadata updates, the new structure for the way that the tokens work after the void, right? Like we actually we have the ability to like these don't have to be just JPEGs. They're already they're already not just JPEGs. Um, you could have a whole HTML5 style like um, you know toggle between core PFP. Um, to a full body image, you know, you can have any number of different options on how to display the thing within the functionality of the token. I've seen a lot of other like PFP projects that have, um, you know, like they'll give a, a banner um, art and a PFP and you can like flip between them within, you know, OpenSea uh, looking at the NFT because it's, it's just running some HTML5 instead of, a, you know, here's your JPEG. Oh, that's really cool. I remember seeing that with Little Lemon Friends for the first time. This was back in, in like the spring of this year, where they have that cycle feature on the top left-hand corner of the NFT, and then when you click it, it shifts. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, something like that. I mean, like you can program it any which way you want, but theoretically, what we're what we're looking at here is there is the functionality possible where, if you had some sort of bond, this is a hypothetical, but if you had a bonding ritual, right, you could merge the Genesis Beast into the Wagdai PFP, um, and and have both the OG PFP, the the Beast PFP, and then the full body art as three different pieces of art that you can like cycle through on the actual NFT itself because they're not using um, flat JPEG anymore. They've already shown that they've got interactivity and stuff. Oh, that's really cool, actually. That's really cool. All hypothetical pipe dream. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Awesome, though. I, I definitely love it, and I appreciate you sharing that extra information, as I'm sure our other listeners do as well. The other... Um, beasts that were available so I, you know we were I think we, we said I think we said six were available three five you know we were um, trying to figure out where, how it worked and everything and as we know you know obviously one went to Josiah one went to bus um, and that was just for being present being early being the first to engage with uh, Mazri in the Forsaken Lands and you know and we got into that all last week um, the other one Brewster obviously is with Osri, um, the the parent to the two offspring, and those two offspring, um, you had the opportunity to get them through a LARP challenge, which I was probably one of the coolest things that I think you know. I think a lot of people enjoyed that mechanic and what we got out of that. And uh, real quick before we dive into it, we do have two speakers up here. By the way, um, actually, uh, one, two, we've, technically we have four up here <laughs> that have participated. Um, and we had uh, Alden the Ascetic, which was Aaron Sasab, um, that of Valdemir, Yuri's Madness, Altos, Hedrick, Mr. Monetta, Axon. Um, and I think when I made this list, that was when it was given. But I, I know that there was uh, her silence or somebody else said there might have been maybe one other that submitted after. Um, and today we had the results from those. Um, and before I 
get into those results uh, real quick. Um, or no, 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 let's just let's just talk about the yeah, let's talk about the LARP challenge first. Uh, King and um, Josiah, either of you do you want to comment on that before we talk to anybody about anybody's actual submissions or? I think it was really cool to see the variety of stories and, and, and methodologies. There were some funny ones, there were some serious ones, there was some, uh, you know, using text or video or whatever the different methodologies people were trying to trying to go for. It's really nice to see that variety come out of the community. And like, I think, you know, the what I like the most about it is it's LARPing has had very nebulous kind of uh, benefit to the, to the individuals. You know, like we've seen Merlin and Julian get uh, and Chen get um, PFP updates based on that. Um, but it's we haven't really ever had a hey, go LARP and and get a uh, a benefit. So that is a, the first time that's happened. It's been really cool. I'm glad to see the community responded really well to it. And I I would like to see more of it going forward. Yeah, I I really loved it. You know, I. There, there was a conversation that took place in the Concord of Research after the borough run, I want to say. And twins, I, you know, you were involved in that. And it was basically the conversation of what kind of quests can we run that are more low stakes that don't involve people losing their wag die, right? And the example you had used, uh, twins, was, was even... I mean, fu funny enough that it was like having a quest in Zell's room, which is now part of the main narrative. But it, like these these low risk activities and, you know, King, you were saying, well, what kind of activity could they possibly run where you don't run the risk of losing your wag die and is still enjoyable? And I think this is exactly what that looks like, that there's a prompt put out by, you know, the devs, that there's a quest invitational made out and people go ahead and submit. And then you get a personalized response from, you know, Masri D, the, the in-LARP character. And it was, it was really enjoyable to see how personalized and intentional the dev was in responding to each person's adventure. And, you know, like, of course, there are only two Cockatrice prizes, but the way in which you are responded to and your story and adventure is validated I think that is really gratifying in itself, you know, that your story is seen, that it's acknowledged, and it becomes integrated into the lore of the world. I think that's invaluable, and it doesn't cost you anything other than your effort. But I think, you know, for a lot of us right now in the community, that, that can be a lot. Putting yourself out there and, you know, carving a story requires a lot, especially this took place during the Thanksgiving holiday week, right? So I know a lot of people couldn't do it because of, you know, real life stuff. But um, I, I think I think for that reason, it's really significant because there are ways in which you can get involved and be rewarded with something even as, quote unquote, mundane as, you know, an affirmation or recognition. I think it's it's really cool and groundbreaking in that way. Awesome. I love it. And um, before we spoil, you know, who the, the winners were, but and you've already touched on this, is that there was a, each person who submitted received a personalized, uh, you know, response back. And uh, we got some little surprises, not just the, you know, the two winners. Um, one thing I'll quickly go, well, no, no, I, yeah, I'll just, I'll just say it, um, is, is Mr. Moneta. 
um, the the Wagdai Merchant. Um, it was mentioned that although they didn't win, they're going to receive a token of the Tinkerer's Consorta. Um, and I know I probably butchered that, and Josiah will correct me <laughs> on how to pronounce that correctly. But um, anyways, I, I'm curious if that's going to be our 30th uh, token of Concord. Um, and then the other person um, who received a response, and it was, uh, although it seemed like they had one, but they also were given an option. And that, um, I'd like to address you directly, Merlin, and, ha and have you share your thoughts uh, about that, uh, that response or the experience as well. So my experience, um, so I first went on this quest and this journey prematurely, and uh, I didn't do my research, so... I made this journey instinctively and was deceived initially, uh, thinking to, uh, thinking I found the correct pool and the correct water of Langhorn. Then when I returned and investigated further, another tip for, I would imagine they would have these quests again for Wolf for Beasts, um, is read the description in uh, OpenSea. Uh, Mosri D already does some investigation and. Um, describes the nature of the and I read that um, they are intelligent they can be deceptive um, so immediately I thought that I my first journey was much too easy much too simple uh, so then I went again deeper into the putrid forest and unfortunately Tyriac one of my uh, minions uh, decided to run at the side of the elder cockatrice and I met his demise and from that, um, I surmise that that was the correct pool because the sighting of the elder cockatrice and gather the water from there. Um, so the experience was quite costly. And then Mosri D um, messaged me uh, stating that although I did find the correct pool, um, because a beast can only bond um, one time with its owner, meaning the owner cannot have multiple beasts. Um, is the young cockatrice the correct beast or the one that I prefer? And because I am heading on this journey, um, which will remain to be seen uh, by the pilgrim, uh, I cannot take care of a young cockatrice, so I decided to uh, take Mosredi's offer to search for the ruby red egg that uh, he mentioned. I can kind of relate with that, you know, like the, I, I think all of the beasts are really cool, but it's, you know, especially when you've got a super involved LARP character, it's like, is this the right one for you? Um, uh, so I, I have a huge amount of respect for like, you know, uh, it, it just being, a, being an active player um, and having the, op and kind of figuring it out and, and choosing to not like go for the kill shot so to speak for the sake of like getting something either more attuned with your character or um leaving that optionality open for you for later on is like um speaks to the strength of of the larp well it I, it kind of reminds me of hunting for wag wag die you know that you can go either of two ways right you know what you want and you go for it or you kind of just stumble upon it, you have it thrust upon you, and you take what you are given, and then you choose to make a story out of it. So I can see, you know, more intentional LARPers, you know, wanting to be selective about, about what they get. But for others, it might be, you know, you give me the pet, 
and then I, I, I'll take that and I'll make whatever story out of it. Yeah, exactly. I, my full intention was to give away the cockatrice if I did acquire it um, for the exact reasons King had mentioned before that um, it just wasn't the right fit for me in this particular time as well. Um, but I, I thought it was a fascinating quest um, that Mosrudi um, offered to us and hopefully, you know, it definitely seems like there will be more down the line. Awesome. Yeah, I think it went very well. And I was excited to see some, um, you know, some new LARPs as well as uh, people have already done different ones before um, approach this in, in their own unique way. But I'd like to uh, talk to you, I guess, one, one of our winners, um, Pandira. Uh, and I, I pinned it up at the top. It was actually for your character, Baldemar, right? Yeah, man. My Dark Blade Guild character bro awesome well how how were you uh how were you feeling to receive that news and how how did you enjoy this uh this experience oh man i mean you all know i'm the wagdai enjoyer so my enjoying uh is now to the roof you know but i'm super happy because actually i was having like a shitty day and this news caught me on guard, downward. I don't know how to say it, but yeah, it, it really spiked my day. I'm, I'm feeling really great about that. And actually motivated to, to expand on my, on my lore for that character and, and start a new story um, for this beautiful beast. Pandara, I know your character who won it. Uh, Baltimore, he he's been staked at the Putrid Forest for the longest time, right? I think he's the longest staked Wagdai there. Yeah, since the beginning, actually. Like when I bought that character and I started uh, writing the the lore, I don't know why, but the vibe that he gave me certainly came from a Putrid place, so. So I don't know. I, I feel the Putrid Forest was the right home for that guy and it's paying fruit. So yeah, I'm super happy to be honest. Right. Uh, actually, I, I, I don't know if you've got time or you're available, but Brennan, I see you in the audience. I would like to talk to some, you know, how did you guys feel about the auction process for the rest of them? Um, you know, I, def I definitely think that we all really enjoy the the LARPing aspect of it, but like in terms of the range of beasts that were available on the auction or like, do are any of you guys considering um, if there is another auction for more Genesis beasts, like, are you, are you setting aside some ETH for it? Um, that, cause that's another huge part of this. Like we've never had a, um, you know, a token based auction before or anything like that. So I, uh, I'm curious to hear some thoughts on, on that side of it all. While some of them might be coming up, we had the, the highest sale were two of them, right? It was the snail and the papoda serpent. That was for 1.4 ETH or WEF each. And then all the others sold at the baseline of one. I What I enjoyed the most in that process was Sovin coming out of nowhere and bidding against the serpent against Wormboy Genius. That was really fun to see. Yeah, I'm glad that you 
you brought that up because I was going to mention too that uh, I I guess Masri had not she had not um, responded, but the main account had had retweeted Sovin um, regarding Sovin's letter, and this is you know I think we were just talking recently. I don't know if we I don't know if it was on the weekly, but it was definitely we've talked about it probably in the public square about like where's Sovin? We haven't seen Sovin in a while, um, and they kind of started a little interesting what could become like a journey or story too. Uh, you know, they talked about obviously losing that bid. Um, and, you know, but in, in the process, they mentioned that they came across a ferry on their travels and it was a fascinating little thing. It seemed to speak in a primitive language. Um, and they sent out an invitation to Masri to let them know that they would, uh, you know, if Masri had any interest in such a creature, um, they would let them know where to find it. So I, I am kind of curious to, uh, you know, see what a fairy looks like in the Forsaken Lands and and also too fascinated by what it could possibly tell us. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would also like to just echo King's offer, if Brandon or anybody else who been on one wants to come up, I'm curious as well. And I'm sure we'll find out in due time, you know, possibly too, like what, what, your, uh, what character you're bonding with, because I'm sure that those who participate in the auction have a good uh, selection of characters to choose from. Um, the other, you know, I'd like to hear from uh, Ax. Uh, you know, I'd like to hear about Axon if you don't mind, Josiah, because I thought that was a pretty good one, and um, you, you also brought a fun little adventure for us. Yeah, so um, I had a character enter the Putrid Forest, and I, um, I. I, I just wanted to expand the world. I think that that's what I feel like I'm good at. So, you know, I introduced three new characters and, you know, Axan intervenes and in what's going on, which looks like an illicit uh, fantastical creature trade. And by doing so, he gains knowledge about what might be one of the sources of these pools of languor. Basically, the route I chose to take, because I, I love how everyone took different directions, right? It wasn't where the pools are, but it was what makes the water. And what I arrived was that in the world is that, you know, you mix your blood with the water in the in the pools of the putrid forest. And those those waters become what the cockatrice need to survive. Those are the nutrients. So that's what I ran with. You know, Masri D was saying that it, um, you know, it was an untested news source that uh, she would test on her own time. Um, and so that was that. But it was really fun to make. And uh I, uh, I did take people's unsheeted Wagdai characters. Um, that means they didn't give them a name or anything. So I felt like that was fair trade to use. Um, but that was that adventure. Yeah. Awesome. And the other uh, winner was uh, Yuria's Madness, which, um, yeah, I, I guess is probably no big surprise, but that, that was my story. <laughs> and um, I spread it out over the maximum amount of time <laughs> that I could almost all the way up until the end. Um, especially because her and Natasha were up in, um, Turlo. And so they had to make that journey. Um, and as part of that journey, you know, I figured that their, their approach would be completely, um, I guess, agnostic to what was going on. <laughs> And they would just be by accidental happenstance that they would end up um, going there and collecting the water for a different reason. Um, they had, you know, they, 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 they'd come down from the mountains to get fruit because there's no fruit in the Turlo. Um, and whether or not that's <laughs> correct, I guess, 
that was at least the route that I decided to go with it. And um, the devs can always correct me there. Maybe there is some fruit. But um, and while they were there at the farmer's market, which is another thing that I just taken liberty on and created that there's a farmer's market that pops up at the festival every month or so. Um, and that's where they were collecting their fruit. They ran into Zylo the Trapper. And um, Zylo the Trapper was one of the artifacts magister that didn't fit um, from all the others. And his description and everything was that he was very cruel and he was a trapper. And it seemed like the perfect person to kind of set up to be the one who had obviously, uh, you know, had treated some of these beasts cruelly. And that obviously angered and it upset these two uh, women and set them off on their adventure to go find the offspring. Um, they were not looking, you know, to go and collect water from Masri D. And during their travels, you know, they end up um, some some things I had uh, done some research. I just like Merlin, I, I looked at their profile and I saw that, you know, they can be deceptive with their nests. And that was something I, I wanted to play with as well. Um, and some other things I took to online and um, got some ideas from other, you know, sources about cockatrices. And that kind of is what led me to the more the, the poisonous pools approach. Um, and also just to create more of a struggle and adventure for them <laughs> through the process. Um, and, and also to have some fun and um, having them hallucinate and see the, you know, the dead Zylo once again laughing at them um but uh yeah it was it was quite a fun process and i also really wanted to just take that opportunity through that process and i'm rambling on i'm sorry about that but um to just kind of explore ways to archive and document our lore for us um and you know try and just figure it out and test it out because i've been telling other people to do these things and so i wanted to see how hard and difficult it would be um and through the process, I created some items. Um, one thing I read was that these uh, rock toads, or these, it, was, it wasn't necessarily rock toad, but toads um, are the ones who incubate the eggs for the rooster to for 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 cockatrice. So I decided to include one of those. Um, and then I also there was a giant snake that they had ran into in the putrid forest, and they used one of those to create a, a flask. Um, and so I created both of those items and sent them to Masri D as well as uh, Zylo's mask. Um, but yeah, yo, <clears throat> yo, King. Uh, sorry, Guelph. Actually, I didn't knew you you were running those accounts, the U.S. Madness and her sister. And bro, I'm a big fan of 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 those two. Like since Mount Turlo, I've been follow their story, and I don't know. There's something quite unique uh, on it, like the way they. Uh, speak to each other i don't know um but yeah congrats on that and keep the good work bro and trust me your rants are better than me trying to speak english so thank you very much. um the other big exciting thing that we had this uh you know going on this past week um because so you know main storyline all we're, we're waiting basically we're going to go to the stalwart for zell right and we're waiting on that um and so nothing's happened there yet but um these are also part of the main storyline you could say and um the arcane council um we have learned more about them uh and there's been some interesting developments uh there's you know i think we talked about them last week the three different members um, and uh, Wolmir had visited the Forsaken Lands, We and there was conversations that were engaged there. 
And last night, Urethmail, <laughs> I don't know if that's how you say it correctly, um, visited the public square and there was a, there was a lot of engagement and conversations. Um, and through that process, uh, King was calling them space wizards. We learned that they were seers um, and they've been traveling various locations. I'm not going to go through all of them. But uh, we do have an Arcane Council tracker in the Discord uh, live update tracking, and all three of them ended up at the Ruined Kingdoms of Yore, which is where um, some excitement has happened. Um, I don't know if Josiah or King, you want to talk about that? I don't know. I just want to say, first off, I don't trust these guys one bit. I think the Arcane Council are a bunch of body-snatching space wizards. Uh I don't, uh, I don't, I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. You know, they, they, they showing up talking in places, but they're always like in, in, in crypt, cryptic speak. You know, speak plainly to me. That's my vibe on it. Um, I don't know, I don't know what to make of them. Well, let's just say it's it's funny that you bring that up because I guess I will just dive into that. Um, a tower emerged at the ruined kingdoms of Yore. And all three of them entered. Asenok in the, the rear was the last one. And we have been given a choice. And it's live on Twitter right now. You can go and vote for our choice as a whole. Um, kind of going back to, you know, a little throwback to our old days and mechanics. Um, and our choice is to respect their wishes, which means stay out of their business <laughs> and not follow them. Or, um, as King is champion and uh, taking the mantle on, uh, you know, fuck them and let's follow Asenok into the tower so be sure to go and um you know go to uh, arcane council on twitter and make that choice and i'll pin it up at the top while josiah speaks a little bit about it or what? maybe it already is pinned <laughs> what did you guys vote oh there's no way i'm break in go in there's no zero doubt in my mind bunch of bunch of weirdo space wizards come down abduct three pilgrims take their souls out lock them in purgatory and then be like oh we're we're in a magic tower now please don't come in here while we do things no i don't trust that one bit no i i want to fight these guys i i think you're just bitter that one of them is inhabiting the wag die that you voluntarily committed to be possessed no 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 i don't mind that I just don't like it's weird that they're like, why aren't they like they're talking to us, but they're not uh, being clear. You know what I'm saying? Like literally showing up in gen chat, uh, being actively, uh, you know, participatory in in the the gathering chats. But at the same time, you know, anytime you ask them a a question to try and get a direct answer, it's very uh, cagey or or cryptic. And uh, I don't trust it. It's dicey. I, I'm going to take the other side. Um, no surprise, I guess, but you know, I, I don't mind their cryptic talk. Uh, they are seers after all. And, you know, they, they've definitely, um, shown us some things and, and I'm, I'm sure they, they want us to, you know, discover things on, uh, through what they're trying to show us rather than tell show, not tell. And, um, if they've asked us to stay behind, I, I definitely voted and I'm going to respect their wishes um, Follow the rules. I see. I see. Yep. <laughs> what about you, Josiah? I <laughs> listen. I I don't mind their behavior. Clearly, whoever behind us is pushing a narrative, right? 
And if that story's good, that's good enough for me. We've seen that they've uncovered an ancient tower, you know, that they've, they've quote unquote been looking for for a while. And the Lost Pilgrim has actually helped them navigate to that spot. Almost like something they lost before. There used to be more seers. That's what they said. But now there are only three of them, right? The leader is the most legalistic. He's the most ambitious. Um, early on, it was it was postulated that his ambition might drive the doom of the Lost Pilgrim. Okay? So I think this is building to something significant. Um, you know, someone's trying to tell a story. So I'm here for that. I don't know what this tower is going to lead to. I don't know if it's going to be the 30th talk or a new site location popping up on the map, whatever it is. I'm not sure. I'm with but King. It's novel. We need to find what they are doing and burn them as soon as possible. Finally, somebody making sense here. <laughs> it's it's interesting that you would say that. Uh, I, you know, when they said that they were seers and they were searching for other seers, the first person that, that came to my mind was uh, you, Merlin, because I know that you are plagued with visions. Uh, the term seers remind me of old decrepit men who are locked up in a ivory tower sitting all day looking at the stars and not actually traveling and journeying that's just me i'd say burn them rob them take their tokens of concord speaking of tokens of concord like when they did mention last night that they were part of a of a large group or there was a large group of seers um, you know, I, I, I very plainly asked, you know, do were you guys a Concord? Is there a it, when token? Um, and it, it very much I got the impression that there wasn't they weren't they very explicitly said, we're you know, we weren't as large as a Concord, um, though there were more of us or whatever. Um, I, I think mechanically, if there is something here, it's going to be fairly different from what we're expecting or what we're used to, which is pretty par for the course. Every, you know, uh, what we'll call Wagdai side quests um, has done something different and delivered something different uh, as a result. So I'm, I would be shocked if it is, you know, 30th talk or, 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 or something like that. But yeah, definitely kill them all. Something new that these guys are doing, right, is that they're they're interacting on on the u- utilizing the staked mechanic, right? So they're going to these different areas on the map, and they're interacting with whoever's there. And so, you know, Wolf, I know you reached out to OxG to find an effective way of tracking this. Correct. Yeah, and I that's the thing. It's yeah, we're all all about trying to you know make things easier for for other people to come and participate um the you know the twitter in the discord is set up to track our king council masri d as well as the main and the keepers so everybody knows like all the information to follow um and then we have you know different trackers and one thing early on that oxg oxg mentioned that he could do was he could track people's movement through location staking and we hadn't had a use for that yet um i think king early on was like you know before we killed malosh was like well it would be cool to you know track malosh's movement find out where that fucker is but you know um obviously we we have a new one and we know where he is (laughs) we can follow hedrick if we want um but uh we uh anyways yeah so we're tracking their movement and if you go to the in the discord arcane council um, I embedded a post with all of their past movement and 
now what's populating in there is all of their new movement, which again is how we found out that all three of them were converging in the Rune Kingdom of Yore. And as Josiah mentioned, there was conversations going on in that gather chat before it showed up on the Twitter for us as well with this poll. Sorry, was there anything else you wanted to add to that before I kick to our sponsor, Josiah? Well, it looks like right now the vote is overwhelmingly skewed towards breaking in. So let's see what's awaits us yeah. this hour. Hell yeah. I know this community knows what's up. Let's go. Bring your turlo torches and your pitchforks. I will speculate, at least in the fun of games and such, is one thing early on when they first popped up, we thought that they might be like an Ouroboros and lead us into a dungeon type, you know, mud experience, what have you. Um, maybe this is going to kick it off. Maybe our decision to go in there is going to lead us into some kind of dungeon type game experience. Um, who knows? Uh, either way, uh, it looks like we're going in. Um, and thank you, King and Merlin, for championing that. Let's uh, throw it to our sponsors real quick. Get our best beasts with our best offers. Love Rabies Beast Clearance Event is back. The best drawer. The best fur. The best selection. And the best time to buy. With the best offers. Get 0% purchase financing for up to three cycles. Plus a Tinkerer's Consortium Dealer signing bonus. Dogness Ma's Rabies Best Clearance Event. On for a limited time. Find your inner beast. Another awesome uh, sponsor there. Uh, thank you, Josiah, for picking that one up for us. The next thing uh, we'd like to kick into and we kind of hinted at was, uh, well, I, you know, I don't know. If, is there anything that we really want to say about Maine's L stalwart when? Um, I don't know if there's anything to add to that before we get into Keepers, um, King or Josiah. Like, all we can do is speculate, and I feel like we might have speculated last week before. But what's he got in his sock drawer? Everyone, I don't know, Prince? Does Prince hate it? No, Prince wants it. He, like, what are we looking for? A piece of the map? The rest of it? Prince told me in... in, uh... In a private chat, that uh, he's more interested in what's what's in Zell's closet, not really the map. I don't know. I I I, I just want to see what's in there. I want to see how this man lived. You know, we we got to see so little of his private life. You know, what's he got on his bedside table? You know, how many pillows does he sleep with? You know, is his bed made? You know, that kind of stuff. I think that's when you really start to get into the heart of a character, you know, and you can really begin to not believe them in a, in a fictional world. And, and I'm just like craving that connection, you know, um, cause Zell was just such a, a, a hero. Um, the way he, he, he got slaughtered by, um, beasts and gas in the, uh, in the borough. So, uh, we just want to really find out, you know, what is he all about? What, what if we found that he has like, wacky sex toys or something like that you think he does talk <laughs> a little something <laughs> yeah you, you never know um and 
you know, I, I don't think that was sarcasm at all from King. He's definitely not bitter about us not going to the Druids. Um, I think Zell was his main choice. So um, the keepers, we got a new post. Um, we've, you know, we've talked about these before, but something a little different this time. Um, we were speculating on this last week. Uh, you know, we were receiving posts of different, um, they look like, you know, different traits that you could possibly receive from searing is what the main um, thought is. And we were talking about, poss- is there, you know, if you see a token with a wag die, is it just one option? Is it going to be multiple? I mean, that's a lot for them to do. Well, this one with the, the serpent and that mask, and both of them, you know, having that, there's basically, we're looking at, there's a possibility that at least more than one option from searing is, is what I, at least I, it seemed me and other people were gathering. What do you think, King? I think I have no thoughts. Uh, I I really don't know. I what's which which token of Concord is this egghead helm? Like what is that? That was the other. That, that's what. I, and I was gonna ask the same question. Does if anybody had any thoughts or ideas where that helm comes from and what you're searing to possibly receive that? Oh yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. You know, I I think it's I think it's the uh, her ash. Oh, interesting. So I mean, because we've uh, we've also seen that like um, uh, armor trait that was kind of uh, with the the animated spread. The first sprite reveal had that like kind of a, a red cross on the on the shirt kind of thing. Yeah. I always thought that would be like a her ash. Her ember. Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. The real question is: Are we going to have a proper guide to all of this before people start having to sear, or are we literally going to have mystery ones um, where we don't know what they are until somebody pushes the button? I kind of right. like the idea of the mystery ones. Trial and error, sure. Yeah, I think that's part of the fun. Um, eventually, it'll all be known, and <clears throat> and and but maybe there'll still be some. If there is multiple outcomes and a percentage roll, dice roll, whatever, of getting X, you know, then then I guess maybe having the guide would be okay. But if if it's just you see her and you receive this and ball, you know, once once the cat's out of the bag, cat's out of the bag, and everybody knows, and then you know, I I think there's a little bit of fun in in the mystery of it. But I, and then but yeah, it'll eventually get to the place where I think people will be fully mapping it out, and um, those of you with multiple of tokens are going to be. And multiple lag die are going to be the ones probably uh, experimenting for us and, and mapping that out. And, um, and then I'm sure in our Discord, we'll probably have it all mapped out and maybe even in the wiki of the possible combinations. So people who come later or, or, or wait to see her will, will have a nice little, a more pleasant experience without all the fun and speculation and mystery of it. You know, just looking at them again right now, I just noticed something. That big Warhammer... Um, that came with the halberd one. Uh, if you actually look closer, that's a book. That's what Cold World was saying. He was like, who's gonna get slammed by like five field notes? Like all five, yeah. like twenty, all bundled together. That's wild. I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, st- it's a book. Uh, it's with with a, with binding on it, and it's a it turned into a hammer. That's fucking crazy. 
definitely looks uh, like a tool that somebody who really likes rules and wants to throw the book at you would use. Right. So there is an interesting, like, mechanical thing here also. So, like, we're all very aware of these traits being dropped. And, like, you know, we can speculate their individual um, attachment to the tokens. But it's also, you know, don't forget that, like, once you're seared, that connects you with that Concord forever. So it's it's one part like accepting, you know, hey, I want this visual, you know, thing. Like, I want the pointy helm, but like, do you want to be part of that Concord as well? There's there is some balance there to to consider. I'm curious how it's going to play out. Yeah, it's definitely exciting, and honestly, I think we're all, you know, we're ready to get there. Um, when when when. Uh, you know, we've been on 29 tokens for uh, maybe a month now, um, which is crazy considering, you know, sometimes in a week or so we would get like three or four new ones. <laughs> uh, but it is what it is. Uh, something real quick to wrap up on the keepers is keepers of Wagide, W-A-G-I-D-E, is a fake. You, know, you can tell because nobody should be following that. <clears throat> if anybody that you see from uh, our community is following that, you should tell them to unfollow it. Um, so it makes it real obvious which one's the fake. Report it, block it, blah, 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 that boringness. Let's get into the fun stuff with the community character initiatives. Merlin's Memories, 8th Protector Mint. Merlin, do you want to kick it off? Tell us about that as well as the exciting little part that you threw into the Discord today. Yeah, uh, I will. And, you know, this was inspired by the Wagdai honor skill and then King himself and then Wolf, in our conversation, this topic came up and, you know, I'm not exactly sure what I'm trying to accomplish from this, but I did want to make it um, a bit interactive. So I the the Mint war is ending, I think, in about 11 days or so. Um, I started now thinking I would probably share it on the next Wagdai Weekly, but it's a bit premature. So... Essentially, um, this is from the Ruined Shrine, that whole experience with Yuri and pulling the Molten Talisman out of the portrait done by Merc. And um, it's a collection of significant events. Uh, the next one is coming probably in the next month, I would think. And uh, I don't want to make it a continual mint, so I decided to introduce this mechanic or maybe a fun raffle or game theory um, if you mint this one, um, all subsequent scenes that are developed by me will be given to you for free or airdropped. Um, or you can decide to burn it after the mint concludes and the obsidian blade will be up for raffle. So each um, mint burned will count as one entry. And a bit of game theory going on is... If you decide to keep it, the next videos will be dropped to you. Um, if you decide to burn it, you can enter the raffle. Um, the new scenes that come will never be minted again. So the only way to get it would be to own uh, the eighth protector scene. And um, with each scene drop, I'll introduce another token for raffle. So the owners will then decide if they want to burn it um, for the raffle or keep it and get the next scene. Um, so it'll just be an ongoing um, event 
and then there won't be any more mints. So in the end, it might end up costing me more, but um, I, I'm not a big collector of characters. I collect them to burn, and I have so many tokens that I won't sear them. Uh, so it's just a way to maybe not sell them, uh, but find a way to uh, distribute and just introduce a bit of game theory along with the lore. And that's all. Awesome. I love that. Um, when I saw that you talked about the burn, I didn't realize to the, the, the double, the, the other part of that, that if you don't burn, you get the other things airdropped. And then of course, until you do burn, once you burn, you're entering in for the raffle and, and no more airdrops. I, I love those. Um, and also just real quick for those who don't know the obsidian blade, it, it, there's only two of them. So that's a really high prized uh, token of Concord that's up for raffle involved with this which you're already getting a really awesome thing um merlin's video is i think it's one of the one of the favorites I, I think when they came out too that we had some people like really excited pop up and be like oh is this a new mint kind of thing you know like they thought like a new project was coming out or something so uh well done and get on that video and i'm glad that you put that out there and maybe i missed it but you're also contributing to the conclave which is fucking awesome I'm so glad to see somebody else taking that up on a non-Conclave-funded uh, initiative. Yep, 33% will be going to the Conclave, and um, and the uh, raffle will happen regardless of uh, how many gets minted. So even if it's five, um, you know, a bit of game theory, two entries to the raffle, then one one of you will, uh, if it's one person, they'll for sure win the uh, Obsidian Blade. So, yep, have at it. Awesome. And we talked a lot about, uh, you know, these the, the, the different LARP entries that were happening, obviously this video that Merlin did. And something I wanted to just touch on was Josiah's thread on Wagdai storytelling. Um, I really love that you put this together and just went through kind of all the different, you know, there's no wrong way to skin a cat or whatever the saying is. Um, of like showing the different ways that uh, people can participate and can LARP and, and uh, you know, play a part, play along in Wagdai. Josiah, I don't know if you want to talk about that thread. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> funny, it actually came about, you know, because I put two videos out over the Thanksgiving week. And um, there's something called post achievement depression. And it's based on the idea that, you know, your brain creates dopamine, not at the reception of reward, but more so in the anticipation of it, right? So when you're working on something, it's there's a level of euphoria attached to it. But once you finish that project or you give that you know presentation or whatever, suddenly you can feel a bit like empty, like, okay, like now what? You move on to the next thing. It's just the return of stress. You get a little relief, right? And that's kind of what that's responsible for. So, you know, when I put out these two videos, you know, sometimes it's not received how you think it will, or sometimes you, you're, you're like, is that all? And, you know, I started reflecting on the process of why am I actually doing this? Like, wh why am I making and filming and recording these stories? You know, and I arrived at the conclusion that it was because, I, you know, it was the process of getting to tell stories that I have to derive a lot of satisfaction and gratification from. And, you know, I thought about the Wagdai project and I was like, you know, if I were to boil it down, my whole experience of this is, is just that is learning how to tell stories in a way that I've never been able to do before. 
in my, you know, in my regular life. And so, you know, I was like, okay, well, what ways are people actually telling stories? You know, people are writing long form. You, Wolf, with your cockatrice journey, you posted this essay on mirror.xyz. Her Silence has been doing more poetic, short form writing too. People tell Wagdai stories orally, right? The Dark Blade Guild has been hosting community spaces for the longest time. And, you know, they manufacture and create all this, all this audio craft um, for everyone to hear. King has been working with John Hugo, the composer, to create instrumental stories, right? Using music to tell the journey of different Wagdai characters. Um, we had our own freaking Flappy Bird app. Not app like game created for julian's story where you control the character and you have to dodge the crows um we have merlin's video which is you know 100 in all its glorious pixel work you know 30 seconds but there's so much visual power in that you have oxy who's working on his game and he's talking about how you can set up wag dice to fight each other and to fight monsters Right? We're, t- we're using the blockchain to tell mechanical stories. We have Ouroboros and how he created an immersive live dungeon crawl on Twitter. And you stake your wag die, and if you make the wrong decisions, your wag die gets burned. The story is immersive, it's interactive. We have the Black Scryer who used a real-life example of someone coming to the community Discord and taking one of Poof's wag die. It was offered freely, but he took it and he was like, oh, I'm going to cherish this forever. And then the next day he goes and sells it at the floor, right? And they take that and they turn it into a LARP story. Only the Wagdai community could do something like that, right? We make referential stories. We have satirical ones where Merlin takes her silence's trumpet and he turns it into a rap, like, you know, a rap soundtrack. Um, And then we have original stories that, you know, are told by We're All Going to Die, the story they started us off with. And, you know, so I, I, it was so easy to go out and pick out all the ways in which people are approaching, you know, storytelling. And it, it was just a joy in being able to highlight it and say, you know, this, this is a good community because they, they perfectly understand what, what we're doing here. And it's not based on the floor price and we don't get our, you know, get our attention that way. But it's by putting our craft out in a way to, you know, exhibit the story of these characters and what they're all about. So that that's what the thread's about. Awesome. I love that. And I got more out of you going through and talking about it than I totally whatever whatever expected. So I'm glad that we uh, saved that near the end. Um, something you mentioned too was was Chencho, um, his Swindler saga. There's an update to that saga. Um, I am going to watch that after this, so I have not seen it um, yet. I don't know if anybody up on stage has yet and wants to say anything about it. Um, and there was also, too, the Death the death Dealer has returned. Um, we saw a return of another character. Um, so we saw Sovin return with a quick little letter, and we saw the return of the Death Dealer, which I'm really excited, um, especially knowing who's behind the Death Dealer. It's not me, I promise. Um, and I just know from talking with that person in the back channels that that was one of their earlier uh, LARPs that they had and they struggled with it um, and you know where they were felt like they were you know fighting against the, the, the current before they really like learned how to, to do the dance and um, and get things rolling um, and we've had you know many conversations on that so I'm, I'm excited to see them 
come back to their their first uh, LARP character and really start to tell a tale with that. I don't know if anybody that's up on stage wants to talk about uh, the Swindler Saga, the Death Dealer Returns, or anything community character initiative-wise. Um, I, Brendan, I saw you just 64. I just saw you just joined. Hey, yeah. I, um, hey, everybody. <laughs> I didn't want to, I don't want to derail like previously scheduled programming, but um, at some point in our, in the talk today, I would, I would love to like, um, just get from the community, like things I could do better, like where I'm able to drop story here and there. And with the, the manga and the um, illustration work, like what's, what's working, what, what isn't kind of thing. Like, I think that could be a pretty cool, uh, feedback loop for people building stories in the community and uh, i'm gonna drop down thank you well, you don't you don't have to drop down um if you want to have that conversation that's totally fine the the conclave talk that we were going to do was was is swag Dike giveaway um spoiler alert it's it's not ready yet we had some good conversations about it so we don't we don't need to dive into it i do want to highlight um brennan the other brand in uh, council six burning 37 wag die um, and make sure I get that. that that's still really the only thing left in our scheduled programming that I want to get clear before we, uh, you know, dive into uh, this. And I, I don't know if we're, oh, we'll good. be able to achieve what you want, but I'm, I'm happy to, to take a stab at it. Uh, if anybody has any feedback, I'm definitely excited. One thing I will say real quick is um I, I definitely wanted to pick your brain or ask you, I don't know if it, how complicated it was, but however you did that, because I know that I, I feel like it was like a manifold or type mint or it seemed like it, like with Kings, but you're able to through open see itself. Like you could just click and kind of swipe the pages or whatever, like it's an actual comic and read through it. And I didn't, I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> so I, I'd like to know how you, how you did that, but yeah, I, I mean, me neither. <laughs> That's a that's a great question. So the the short answer is I got help and yeah, we can talk offline and um I can walk you I can talk about that. Awesome. It actually I purchased it on my computer, but I brought it up on my phone to read it because it was perfect to be read that way or an iPad would probably work just as well. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I I feel like that's the best way to to read it. It's like meant for that. <laughs> what about uh I don't not to pick on you, Josiah, but I just I know that you. Is there any any feedback or anything you'd like to say? I guess about the manga. A big fan of it. Uh, yeah, highlighting Brennan is creating Wag Die Comics. He already has the first one out. It's uh, it is a it's no longer available for Mint, um, but it is on the blockchain, and so you're working on Val Volume Two, right, Brennan? And you put out the sneak peek of it. It's the Vogdary, like, at the edge of the bed, right? Like, peeking over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were educating me on what a Vogdary is. <laughs> yeah, so I love to see it. Um, you and um, Young Surf, two members of the community who are drawing Wagdai stories. Um, that's really cool. I, I don't have any feedback about the process. I mean, I think it's killer, the visuals. It's... Uh, it's monocolored. It's only in black and white, which I think just adds to the visual aesthetic flair. Did you think about, is the second volume going to be in color, actually? This, um, the next one, no. It will also be black and white, like no official shift over 
um, until it makes sense, like either story-wise or, you know, if that's what people want. Can you give, um, you know, a two to three sentence premise on what The Lost Pilgrim, that's the name of your your comic saga, what that's about? Yeah, sure. You're um, So like the real quick, like two sentence kind of, uh, a little bit lacking on a log line, but like, I think you can get the gist of it from, um, like, if you follow regular, like the regular thread of the main Wagdai story, um, you're kind of dropped in a little bit uh, post war at the church, uh, timeline wise. So that's not super clear in our first issue, but it will become more clear uh, as we go along. But if you've been following up until that point, um, and if you if you know beyond uh, the war at the church, then you're in really good position to understand stuff that's coming up. In terms of like getting awareness and um, uh, you know highlighting it, I think that I think the biggest thing for getting feedback on on these kind of things is the uh, accessibility and and duration it's visible so like i look at I, I check out your profile you know i follow you on twitter but sometimes i miss posts and stuff like that <clears throat> one of the things i learned through the larping specifically is to thread everything together you know if you've got content even if it's preview content keeping it all threaded together in a single tweet thread really helps um you know backtracking through um and and seeing what you've missed that kind of thing it's it's very valuable um and uh you know it, if it's if it's big hype you know maybe maybe pin it or something like that or we probably could be doing something more in the discord to like have a highlight like we've been requesting that like fate of wag die feature for a long time but i'm just thinking now like we could probably have something in the discord that serves that function on its own now that i'm i don't know it's a new idea but um yeah threading threading is is a big thing and i see you do a lot of like quote tweets for new content but that like embeds in the wrong way where it's harder to like follow through but other than that i mean just keep making cool shit and like the community you know notices and like we we all love it like the the i i'm really have glad to have minted that first comic and, and look forward to the next one right on yeah all good stuff king thanks definitely taking notes awesome thank you for coming up that was totally unexpected and really appreciated <laughs> yeah. um and i i definitely look forward to more and um the black and white di didn't bother me i didn't think much about it because i'm an avid uh manga reader so i'm used to uh you know we get the the color uh, cover and then the rest of the things in black and white but that was a kind of a nice little spoiler or maybe a could be a pleasant surprise that you were talking about after josiah's questioning where there might be a possibility that it does start coming into color so that's that's cool too um i know that uh, josiah definitely appreciates color and uh yeah i i subscribed to the lego magazine like throughout my adolescence and they always had the bionicle comics and they had the name you know behind the the first page and I always see that someone is credited as the colorist. And I was like, wow, like it takes just one person to actually go through and, and give, you know, color life to everything. And I think that was the first moment I realized just how important it is and like, or how intentional it has to be, you know, because when you're young, you're like, okay, you slap green on this, you slap red, like that's it. But no, you have shades, you have reflections, 
you have like points of you know brightness so it's all that to say is yeah if you were to color it i I can't imagine how much work on top of it it would add yeah when uh for professional comics like they'll there there are some crazy people and like there are some manga writers who are both the author and the 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 illustrator right but um for western traditional comics man there's a writer there's um somebody who inks the lines you know and there's somebody who colors like there's they, they, they and there's also two um an individual letterer right and sometimes multiple you know maybe maybe one who does like the and also too sometimes they have different artists for the cover art <laughs> as well and things like that right like the, there's definitely a lot of those jobs um each part of that um process is a lot it's it's there is in itself an art that can really you can get like you know color like you're saying you can get really in depth with it and um something that is really fun and exciting if you're really bored and sorry to go on this tangent but um youtube uh breaking bad color theory um and the way that they use color uh it was something i i studied one time for a story that i was writing because they really played with colors a lot in in the in that process and um, understanding colors and attributing certain colors to certain characters and then the the villains and and their opposition would have like the the contrast you know the contrasting color and just this whole like using the color wheel in this creative inventive way to then make it part of like a you know the story and there's something really awesome so trust me i i i I understand i'm with you josiah there's definitely a huge undertaking and art that can go into all these things and um i think lettering in itself too there's there's really fun and creative ways that people can get with it but if you it's just like that too if you you know are not a master of such things and you try and get too cheeky and clever with it um it it can be it can become obnoxious and um as well so it's like this it's it's all about finding that balance and um yeah is there um anything that anybody would like to say before i hit hit our newcomers and wrap us up um i'll just circle back briefly to what you're saying wolf about the uh the swindler saga i did watch it so it looks like the uh the titular character has been incarcerated at the by the Dark Blade Guild, and he's awaiting, I don't know, awaiting a trial. The last trial they had, they tarred and feathered Julian, and then a crow plucked his eye out. So I don't know what fate will await this swindler. Um, they introduced a new character. I see that character in the audience now. I'm looking forward to how that turns out. Um, Death Dealer's video was really awesome. It, it implemented visuals that I don't think we've seen anyone else in the community utilize. Anime style, right? And <laughs> I, I, I believe they're all original because I'm looking at the hands. And you know from AI, that's, that's the, the giveaway, right? That's the tell, looking at how, how they do hands. But it, it, I, I love that aspect of it. Um, the narrator has a really good voice for that niche. I think it came across really well. So that was all. I, I love that. By the way, not to, um, I'm not going to dox, but just a little fun, little factoid about uh, somebody behind the Dark Blade Guild and uh, Josiah. When you, earlier, when you were talking about audio stories and you know how they do the spaces, let's just say that one of those people is you know does that 
professionally and for music and things like that. So they really understand audio and, and, and uh, have fun with it. And it's definitely a shame sometimes that if it doesn't always show through Twitter spaces, cause you know, it gets compressed and this and that, but I, I think, you know, you can definitely tell that anyways, there are some pretty talented people out there and um, working with us. So it's pretty cool. Uh, that I did not know, but now it makes a lot of sense. King, anything before we wrap up? No, let's get out of here. Awesome. Thank you again for everybody who came up and, and spoke. Uh, Pandera, congratulations again. Merlin, hope your uh, project gets sons of mints. And uh, Brennan64, thank you for the pleasant surprise. Um, there was also a return. Oh, Con- go ahead. Yep, congrats on all the new guys who got a cock. That's pretty awesome. There was also a return of Tim. Um, he just re-uploaded his video. I'm definitely looking forward to his next interview and further content. We had I'm very glad to see that. I, I hate when people delete content. I'm glad it was back. Same thing, man. Me, me and you are on the same page there. Um, newcomers Berserk. Uh, somebody who came into the Discord was active, and they actually left, but I still wanted to give you a shout-out in case you change your mind and decide to come back. Or, Anyways, um, Joom Jr., very interesting character. Seemed pretty excited. Hopefully, you stick around. Um, artificial. Oh, he, just, he just picked up his first wag die while we were having the show. So yeah. Awesome. And then artificial god replica. Uh, I don't know who you are, but I'm very curious. Um, and I'll just leave it at that, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening to Wag Die Weekly, and appreciate everybody who came up and spoke. Have a good night. Goodbye, traveler. May your journey bode you well.